0: what is a queen the female ruler of an independent state especially one who inherits the position by birth what is a queen the most powerful chess piece that each player has able to move any number of unobstructed squares in any direction what is a queen a woman eminent in rank power or attractions i am a queen Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another exciting episode of the all new show, iCarra Queen, the podcast, where women are heard and not just seen. I'm the founder of iCarra Queen, the brand, and your host, Nira Muhammad. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast that will discuss the topics that are impacting women in a way where we can learn collectively from the inside of women, understand the experiences of different women, and most importantly, provide a platform where women can speak their unfiltered, unapologetic truth about who they are. We have a great show for you tonight because I wanna talk about the fastest growing trends in the business world, black women taking over. Ladies, you are killing it. As an entrepreneur, there are many challenges that I face from juggling the responsibilities of my different roles to making time for myself, to think and envision how I can take my business and platform to the next level, which isn't easy. Which is why this conversation is so important to w- for women to have as often as possible especially during a period like this where there are over 33 million people who are unemployed and so much uncertainty about the economic future of our country. The economy won't be able to last much longer without consumers buying goods and services. People are grappling with the reality that although restrictions are being lifted state by state, they must adapt their business policies to adhere to new regulations, such as no mask, no service, and installing social distancing equipment for employees and customers. So tonight, I want to delve a little deeper past the numbers to looking at this growing trend, the impact of COVID-19 on Black women entrepreneurship, other challenges, and of course, the rewards of charting your own destiny in a conversation we call Blackness, Business, and Brands, How Queens Can Gain During a Time of Loss. Joining me for this conversation is a Black woman who is part of this growing movement, Katanya Lester, CEO and founder of Lester Public Relations and Events, youth advocate and president-elect of the Rotary Club Baltimore Sunset. Thank you so much, Katanya, for being on this episode with me today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start this conversation off with... This quote that I got from um, Inc. Magazine's Inc.com, where it says, Minority women control 44% of women-owned businesses in the United States, up from 20% in 1997, according to census data and projections by research from Womenable. While the number of white women-owned businesses grew 40% from 1997 to 2016, those owned by black and Hispanic women showed much higher growth rates at 518% and 452% respectively, according to the analyzed data. Researchers attribute this burst of entrepreneurial activity to both educational progress and economic necessity. Are you surprised by these numbers? And do you agree with the reason that black women entrepreneurship is growing because of educational and economic necessity?
1: um i'm not surprised um i i love the fact that it has grown um and it does play a lot into the educational and economic perspective um for one thing uh, you know i know for myself um i didn't i've always had the idea of being an entrepreneur you know they ask you the questions when you uh, what do you want to be when you grow up what do you want to be and we say doctor a lawyer um but I don't think any of us ever thought about, oh, I want to own my own business. So we go, through, we go through middle school, high school, college, and we eventually start working for other people mm-hmm. um, and for several other people. And then you develop and, and learn more about yourself and what your skill sets are. Um, and you go to college and things of that nature. So yes, while you're in college, um, you, you learn more about yourself. You meet other awesome people. And still even, um, you know, long time time ago, time and time ago, they were pushing you to get a job. Um, But the spirit of entrepreneurship definitely has grown um, among African-American women. And even for myself, um, like I said, I started my own business um, from the request to help someone with public relations. And as I started um, working more in the field, and learning more about the business and learning more about different clients, I said, okay, well, let me start my own business. And then you learn how to get your own business started, making sure you have the right paperwork and the right people surrounding you to help you move forward. Um, it's not totally easy at all. <laughs> um, to keep on grinding. And the educational piece, um, I attended Morgan State University hey, me too. way back when. <laughs> yes, so I felt awesome, way back when, but I didn't finish. And I went on with life and started working and having children. Um, But then after I started um, my business with, as far as um, public relations, Lester Public Relations and Events, I said, wait a minute. I want to make sure that I'm validated and certified um, as you move forward working with other clients. So that encouraged me to go back to school, back to Morgan State University, finish up my degree in public relations, my bachelor's degree in public relations. And... um, I still continue with my freelance company and then also obtained a full-time job, but then I said, "Wait a minute, I want more." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you and I had a preliminary question uh, conversation before the started and we were like, "We want more. Now I'm pursuing my master's degree. Love of course it. that puts you Thank you. That puts you in different um, arenas, different tables, things of that nature in order to make things happen for, our, for the culture. So yes, the education piece is important. Um, And that's not to say that everyone has to go to school to get a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, but at least educate yourself on being an entrepreneur, on owning a business. Educate yourself on marketing. Right now on my timeline, on Facebook, it's so many sponsored ads for free downloads. (laughs) Make sure you give them an email account, that you don't really use a lot because they will flood you. But um (laughs) It's some really great information that people should be taking advantage of right now. And this year, um, I have faith that even more businesses will expand and flourish.
0: I wanted to actually, based off of what you were saying, that actually leads into my next question, which was just perfectly. So Katanya, if educational progress and economic necessity are the driving forces for Black women to go into business for themselves, then it seems like we aren't getting the opportunities, even though we have the skills, to be successful working for someone else. Do you believe that to be the case? And do you think that that's part of what is driving women to decide to go into business for themselves? Um,
1: pretty much, to some degree, yes. We we, we have the educational um, ac- you know, aspect of it, and then sometimes we don't have the finances that are needed to actually start it up especially when it comes to a brick and mortar business Mm
2: -hmm.
1: some individuals um, are not approved for loans that um other individuals in other cultures may have access to and then sometimes those individuals in other cultures just have it because it's been handed down from generation to generation and um I I do, it it, it has been a struggle for some, like myself, I'm remote, so I don't have a brick and mortar at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes it, you know, really easy for me to do my particular business. And a lot of women now, um, depending on, based upon what their business is, um, they do have businesses from home that are um, very successful and working very well. But for other individuals who want a brick and mortar and who need a brick and mortar, that takes a lot more Startup money, money, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot more, um, uh, it, it costs more. You know, you have to buy things to go into the building, especially if yeah. you're in um, the cooking business. But um, I believe, I, I, I mean, the banks have been discriminatory in the past, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of people now are concentrating on um, making sure, increasing their credit mm-hmm. score, that yeah. FICO score, in a variety of ways. Um, sacrificing some of the mm-hmm. things that we used to do, um, In order for it not to increase, but like right now, just making sure, understanding more about the credit aspect and making sure that our credit increases so that we qualify for those loans Um, or even grants. There are oftentimes grants out here, and so that has encouraged a lot of people to also create 501c3 businesses where they can actually apply for grants in order um, to have their business thrive. So I think as we learn the trick, components of what it is to be a business, an entrepreneur, um, and the different opportunities that are out here. And I think sometimes in the past, we just didn't know about the opportunities. And as we find out about the different opportunities, whether they're credit-based or not, then we can take advantage of those um, so that our businesses can thrive and we can share them with other business, um, African-American female business owners who are interested in going forward?
0: Yeah, like as soon as I asked you the question, it really made me think about my sister who she has literally been in the hotel industry since, I mean, she's older than I am. So she's been in it since I was in like middle school. And I've been having all these conversations with her about her just trying to grow. She went to college, she got her degree in hospitality management. And she's like really, really struggling to get those managerial positions that she knows she's, way more than qualified for, um, has seen people come in under her with less qualifications of different ethnical backgrounds and been asked to train them. But oh, she's, wow. you know, to to be asked to train someone for a position that you apply for, mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, I've been doing this, you know, she's been in the industry for like 20, about 20 years now because she started when she was, you know, younger and just worked her way up. Okay, So she'll get like a, you know, front desk, you know, supervisor, but not the manager position. And so even in thinking about this question of how, you know, we as Black women, we we have the skills, we have the education, yet when we apply for some of these positions, we're still being overlooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for me, that was like my driving force and just like telling her, maybe you should go for opening up your own bed and breakfast. You've been saying for okay. years that you want good. To open up your own bed and breakfast. And so sometimes I think we as black women are kind of pushed into opening up our own businesses because we are at a place where we're recognizing our own worth and mm-hmm. saying, You know what? I'm so tired of being told, No, you just stay here, you stay in this position because this is where yeah. I want you at. But mm-hmm. can you train um, this new person that I just hired? It's like, Wow, yeah, you no, know, it's really insulting, you know, if you think about it, yeah, it is, and it's. It
1: does allow us to reach deep down into ourselves, like you said, and, and say to ourselves, hey, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm better than this. I can do this with my eyes closed. So let me move over here on this side and, and let me get it together. And like I said, it's not necessarily easy. But in your case, with your sister, as far as um, the bed and breakfast is concerned, um, that's, that's a wonderful service that's definitely needed, especially now after um, you know COVID-19. When people aren't really interested or may not be as interested in going to the big top-notch hotels anymore, they want something that's a little bit more private, um, with fewer people, with, <laughs> of course. with distancing, so to speak. So that would be a great opportunity. I'm sure she could probably find um, a good deal on. Um, some of these um houses and places like that that are currently under lease because of the situation um
0: so it's just about her having faith yeah
1: in herself um if she wants to go forward with that entrepreneurial um opportunity i,
0: I hope she does too i hope she does something I'm, well she just got a new job at the hilton they just not okay. even hasn't even opened up yet so i'm like excited oh, no. because she always lets me use her discount so i'm just like, <laughs> okay. yay <next> um, <laughs> Like amazing. I mean, like it was amazing. Like um, when I went to Paris, she worked at the Radisson, and mm. there's only two Radisson Blues in the entire world. There's one in okay. Paris and there's one in um, Vegas, and she let me use her discount, and it was amazing. Uh-huh. trip Paris, like phenomenal. It was, it was mm. <laughs> but let me <laughs> I know. So that'll be
1: the part you'll miss if she opens up her own. <laughs>
0: yeah, like you know what? Maybe you could just go like a part time job. <laughs> um. But moving right on to the next part of our conversation, you've already kind of brought up that, you know, there are lots of challenges with being an entrepreneur. So you know, we're thinking entrepreneurship is often touted as being a silver bullet solution to unemployment. For example, um, according to the unemployment numbers from the government, unemployment um, among women went to Mm 15.5% during this pandemic. So this narrative about entrepreneurship is a good one to promote, especially because women are, you know, we're in a place where job uncertainty is at a high. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so what do you think about, you know, how would you frame this question to women? To if they're asking you, you know, should I get into my business for myself now? What would you, what would you say to those women?
1: Um, Yes, indeed. Pandemic or not.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: business for yourself um, and for myself as a public uh, publicist um, my business is often determined upon um, by the clients and companies and individuals that I service and so with the pandemic and everything being shut down you couldn't go places you couldn't go to um, go into the news stations to do interviews and things of that nature and so I was like oh my goodness I'm concerned so how do I continue to help my clients with their press placements and so everything was things were already digital but everything turned totally digital online and so i was like oh wait a minute it doesn't stop press placement still works so what is it that you you know i had to talk with my clients and say okay what is it that you are doing during covid 19 especially when it comes to helping the community in order to um something that's newsworthy something that can be talked about something that needs to be recognized and things of that nature so for them, um, you know, that's how I was trying to generate some buzz. Even for myself, like I said, I do have my freelance company, but I do work full-time um, for, in workforce development. And we were truly concerned, like you mentioned, about the unemployment rate. I was like, oh, my goodness, how do we service our customers even more? There are companies out here that are hiring. So um, our managers, um, we went further and we created the digital job board where people could actually go and see where wow. people were- And then in addition to that, me and my colleague, we're now the host of a weekly show where we do virtual recruitment and we bring employers online. So you just have to be creative in whatever spectrum you're in to make sure that people are still aware of who and what you are. And for my, for my personal business, for myself, this is a really great opportunity for branding purposes, just to let people know that we are still out here, the entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we are still working hard, we are still on the grind, we're just doing it a different way. And, um, you know, because this will, it's like a variety of other um, diseases that have come and we've been able to control Um, we're definitely praying that this will be one that we can control too it's scary but it definitely has for me given me a better perspective of what i need to do not just with my business but also with my family and with myself as a woman as a black woman um and my place in society my place in my own home even you know it's like oh my goodness i'm here with the family all day um it, it lets you know how much they really do <laughs> love you or not. But um, my 11-year-old, she let me know the other day. We were in the store, Dollar Store. She came across something. Um, and it was the Father's Day cards. And she she's like, well, Mom, I think you're the best mom. And mother, mind you, Mother's Day was weeks ago. So I was like, oh, thank you. Um, so I, I truly encourage each and every African-American woman who wishes to them. Because a lot of times if you think of it, uh, Uh, our business are developed out of what we consider our hobby not just our um educational capacities but different things that we do we have individuals who cook very well Mm -hmm. individuals who nails very well individuals who write very well um such as yourself which leads them into a journal journalistic career and you're (laughs) also an educator so i it, it we need to focus yes a lot more on those hobbies those things that we love to do and that we do well and turn them into a business and make a stream of income and then um you know and educate yourself in reference to how to do it as i said before for me it was a personal goal i needed to go back to school to get my bachelor's degree and then i was like oh i want more i want a master's degree too so um but that's not necessarily for everyone however there are classes out here online right now where people can learn so much more mm-hmm. about developing a business mm-hmm. and um, creating extra streams of income online for themselves. Get the PayPal's and the Cash App's popping.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I have both.
1: <laughs> yes. And it, it's so, it's. I'm not gonna say it's easy to start, it's easier to start now than it was several years ago.
0: And that's, I love that you said that cause that kind of leads me right to my next question where, the, we're talking about the legitimacy of starting a business in the era of social media, mm-hmm. Facebook, IG, because I believe that we're we're moving toward a culture where starting a business has been, you know, maybe a little bit diminished because of social media. So, you know, people don't have a business plan. They're just like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm going to start selling strawberry Hennessy. <laughs> I'm that okay. because I've seen an influx of people selling strawberry Hennessy on my page.
1: Mm-hmm. Mind Where you,
0: know, like, strawberry Hennessy. I'm, I'm showing my age here because I am a millennial. I'm 30, and I come from the generation like all my friends from high school and college are all drinking Hennessy. There you are. Oh, wow. <laughs> strawberry Hennessy. It's like.
1: Make it- Enough.
0: (laughs) You know it's 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 very interesting to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like where did this come from? Like everyone wants a strawberry henny and everyone delivers strawberry henny and everyone (laughs) sells it from their IG page or their Facebook page. And so my my question is, um, how important do you think it is to start have an actual business plan? in terms of having a legitimate business that can actually grow? And I know you're in in public relations. And so Mm -hmm. in terms of you, you got the business plan, but then how does that also coincide with using social media in terms of promoting and growing your business? Okay, so the business plan
1: is very important. When a lot of people think about business plans, it kind of scares them like, Ooh, oh, my goodness. But it all starts with one page. Just put it down all on one page. Who, what, when, where, and why, and how much money are you trying to make, especially in the first year. You can start it with that. Um, business plans can be much more detailed um, if a person wants to do it themselves or if they have friends or family members or if they want to hire someone to actually do one. Um, when I was finishing up my degree at Morgan State University, I did have to take a marketing class. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to take this marketing class. No, no. You know, we always look at marketing as being the big bad wolf, but in this day and time, it is the most awesome thing to do. And we had a wonderful professor. I think his name was Professor Green. It skips my mind, but he was wonderful. Um, He was, I think in his early 40s, Uh and he also worked for um, Social Security during the daytime, so he taught at night. It was a nighttime class, and he put us together in groups, and we had to stick with that group for the rest of the year, for the rest of the semester, um, with all of the work that we did. Um, And what was unconventional about his class was that he he had us do the assignments ourselves, so he would teach the first, maybe the first and second chapter. And then each chapter after that was up to the groups to teach. And then at the end of um, the semester, we started off with this one particular product, not knowing that that would be the product that we had to create in 3D or do a business plan for at the end of the year, I mean at the end of the semester. So um, we rolled with it, um, we researched what a business plan was, it was in the book of course, and we went according to the book um, and we ended up creating. Um, due to me pushing it because that was my graduation year and I was not failing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I had to pick up the pieces for someone. So cre- we created this 3D product which was like a. Um, my favorite cake is red velvet
2: mm-hmm. and
1: we we did like a um, Snickers a chocolate it was a chocolate candy bar with red velvet filling in it. So it was pretty much taking the Snickers bar carving it out putting the red velvet in it um, some red velvet Cake. And mind you, I made the 3D cake, but it was gold plated. So um, I made the um, candy bar, painted it gold, had it on a display. We had the book together with the business plan and some um, statistical information and bios about all of us. We were the first group to present, and my professor loved it. He said, "You all have set the bar. Everybody else had to go home and." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like can I can I all come back tomorrow right. class and <laughs> come
1: back to class and bring something like that one group even brought in samples of their food I mean it was just wonderful love it it, it taught you it gave you a lot more that's so why we did it as a group We I thought of everyone um, for doing things but it showed you that this the life it brought the business plan to life put it that way mm-hmm. so if people could kind of look past that piece of paper, and see how their business is coming to life and see how it's flourishing, whether it's an at-home business, a mobile business, or whether it's brick and mortar, then I think they'll be able to um, accept having to make this business plan because it's it's a document that you can look back and forth at and say yes. And it keeps you on um, point of what you should be doing, what you are doing, and what you um, can be, what you can better. Um, so, like I said, they can just start with a one-page business plan. I think that was one of the downloads I saw as I was streaming, streaming on Facebook the other day. A one-page business plan. So, what I'm doing now, um, instead of downloading it to my phone, I'll go to the link, I'll copy the link, and I'll email it to myself. It'll say download and whatever the topic is, and then I'll go through my computer so that I can download it onto my computer. So that's a suggestion. Um, for individuals definitely have that business plan even if it's one page um, it will grow as time goes on because your business plan will change from day one to the third month to the six months to the first year even Um, and that's fine because it shows that your business is growing and thriving um, and and that you're moving forward and things are doing well for you and even when times are not or it doesn't feel like it's doing well, just revisit the business plan. Um, If if you're brick and mortar, revisit where you are to see if that's the best location where you should be. But um, that business plan is definitely something that's needed. It's just like creating an outline for a research paper. It's very helpful. It keeps you on track. um, And it, it allows you to develop some really good ideas to help move you forward.
0: Yeah, you know, um, my degree at Morgan, I I studied um, elementary education, but then I moved to Mm -hmm. family and consumer science. And one of the things that I loved about the family and consumer science track was that we had to take a consumer education course, Mm -hmm. as well as an entrepreneurship and family and consumer science. Oh, wow. And just learning about the way that the economy works, the way that we Mm -hmm. buy, um, I mean it was it was great um, I know my consumer education course we had to learn about the home buying process we had to learn about of course credit and uh-huh. you know, I mean it was it was awesome I mean it was like one of the things that I learned from that class that I still use to this day is like never buy something unless it's on sale unless oh,
2: it's on sale, wow.
0: unless, it's like, it. unless it's like milk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, because everything <laughs> essentially everything goes on sale Okay. And yeah. I was like that, and and it's so true because, like, for instance, I love going to Old Navy because you know I'm a mom and mm. I like to stretch my money out. Mm-hmm. I will go to Old Navy and I'll say, you know what, I really like this. I'm not gonna buy it right now because it's not on sale. Literally, I can come back two weeks later and it's on sale. And I'm just okay. like, see, this is why I wait until it's on sale because if exactly. imagine if you spend forty dollars on that romper and then you come back the next week and it's twelve bucks, it's
2: like hurt. Yeah. Hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And so you know, it's funny because we're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about education. I just saw someone post on Facebook that going to educ— it was a quote. I think something that Elon Musk has said. And I, I typically I do love Elon Musk because you know, who doesn't? I love Tesla. But Elon Musk made a point that going to college was like, you know just for the experience you know you really didn't learn much of anything and I was a little bit offended by that and I was thinking okay maybe depending upon what your degree is maybe you really don't use your degree I know a few people who Mm -hmm. went to college to be a nurse but then they decided they want to do interior decorating Mm -hmm. (laughs) nursing degree for interior decorating but if you're someone like me who was a teacher going to college surely paid off because I couldn't exactly be a teacher um and so for me just even thinking about being an entrepreneur we do take so much from college. Maybe mm-hmm. we don't recognize it, but mm-hmm. I think just to diminish and say, oh, going to college is just about, you know, having friends and the experiences mm-hmm. and it's all just fluff. You know, what would you what would you say to that to the young person that comes to you and says, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I also want to go to college. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say go for it. Definitely go for it. Um, like I said, for myself, um, I was, I did attend college for, um... <laughs> felt like almost a full term but um I didn't finish and then I said oh my gosh I want to work I need to make some money you know not trying to not really focusing on doing both at the same time back then in 1987 through 1988 um I mean through 89 so I started working um but it's about managing your time Managing yes. your time. And right now, especially with a lot of classes being online, and even if you want to go to our illustrious alma mater, Morgan State University, we now have online classes. um there are a variety of schools out here that have online classes where school can pretty much work, still be, be an entrepreneur, um, and still go to school at the same time. And not to rush it, um, not to rush it at all. If going to college is the focus of what you want to do as you pursue entrepreneurship then definitely focus on going to school full-time if you can and um take some, you can take some classes online you can take some classes while when school opens back up in yep. person <laughs> Open oh, back up we've got to have the yard back totally
0: listen i was that student that was like if you're just gonna put it on blackboard i don't need to come to class so i would have milked this back when I was in college, okay? Right. I am, it may not seem like it right now, but I am an introvert at heart. Okay. A Aww. complete introvert. I hated going to class. I... Mm, mm, even though... You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. if, I could, if I, I'm the one that... If I could sit and watch my you know virtual class with a bowl and my like ice cream and have my work that that was me i was that student which is funny because i'm a teacher now (laughs)
1: okay so you were virtual before we were virtual
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but i did love the experiences that i gained from morgan state university Mm -hmm. i love my professors i had some amazing Black women professors who all had their yeah. doctorate. I will. I got. I gotta shout them out now because I just thought about them. Um, Dr. Wright, Dr. Gibson, and Dr. Holland. Those three women. When I tell you, you know, I, I'm glad that I was able to sit in their class and be in mm-hmm. their presence because I learned so much from them. Um, yeah. They, you know, they're professors, but they're also entrepreneurs, and they also, mm-hmm. you know, have just done some really amazing things. And so, being able to sit in class and get that knowledge from Black women. That, for me, was the most impactful thing that I'm taking from Oregon State University. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to hold up too much more of your time, so I'm going to ask you just one last question before I let you sign off.
1: Well, I want to shout out some of my professors. Oh, go ahead. Yes, shout out. (laughs) Because when I went back, and I still um, keep in touch with them as well. Um, professor Janice Smith, she's awesome. She was my PR um, professor and PR writing, um, as well as um, Professor Patrice Wheeler. She's retired now, um, but I still keep in contact with her. She's from the D.C. area. Love and she's um, also one of my PR professors and I'm um, in the advertising class. Professor Barney, David Barney, oh my goodness, he was truly awesome um, as a um, PR professor. And we learned a lot of things in his class. In an unorthodox way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Professor Dana, um, Vickers, D- Professor Dana Vickers Shelley. She was very awesome as well. And under her, um, <laughs> my capstone, and it was no holds barred. She was not playing. Um, and just so many other people within the School of Global Journalism and Communication, um, from Dean Wickham, oh. um, and, <laughs> and assistant team now that we have Marshall. They're just really awesome people, and they, they don't let you um, say no. They don't. They don't take no for an excuse. Or I can't do it. I'm, I'm sorry.
0: Now we're to Dean because You know he gives us you know Ravens tickets every year. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's
1: right. But yeah, they they are there to push um, and, and uh, to make sure that we have the best. And it was it was an education. That I wouldn't trade for the world because I've gone to Johns Hopkins during my tenure and I thought oh my god it's gonna be hard it's gonna be terrible and it wasn't for me what was harder for me was attending the HBCU because like I said it's they don't allow you to slack at all and it's like no you're gonna do this over I'm not accepting this this is not acceptable they really push you And um, I've been able to still keep in contact with those wonderful professors, as well as awesome students that were going to school. Because keep in mind, when I went back to finish my degree between 2015, 2017, I was the oldest student in the (laughs) class. Nice. (laughs) So I had the opportunity. When did you you walk? 2017, May 2017. Awesome,
0: that's when I finished too. That's amazing. Okay, awesome. You got to take a picture with um, Joe Biden. (laughs) I did not take a picture with Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) You <laughs> did not, <really> did not. <laughs> girl oh lord <laughs> yes <laughs> oh <laughs> that's beautiful that is so beautiful yeah, see cool. i didn't even know that when i asked you to come to be on the show see we we have some uh yes some college graduates same year okay same year so yeah. my last question, I have to, I have to get this out because I know, I know that you're gonna have something like amazing to say. What are your three tips that women can do to get their business moving forward? I know you have some good stuff. Okay,
1: three tips. Three Number t- one, know what it, know what you want to do. Um, what is it that you want your business to do? What type of business do you want to have? Number one, what type of business do you want to have? What type of service are you trying to provide? And all of this is a number one. Um, is it gonna you know, make money for you? And especially with this pandemic, is it gonna make money in the midst of a pandemic or in the midst of something, everything shutting down? This caught us by surprise. I don't think anyone thought that this would ever happen in our lifetime, but it did. And it's um, given, it's shown us a lot of what we could do, even going back to the basics. That's number one, what do you want your business to do? What do you want what service do you wanna provide for people? Number two, educate yourself about that business and about how to get started in the business. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to make money, I want to make money. But in addition to you making money, you also need to be able to provide a service to the public um, where it deals with them from a human service perspective, not just that you're making money, but are you able to provide the necessary services for individuals for example you have businesses who are making masks you have businesses that are making whoever would have thought that sagamore distillery <laughs> would be making hand sanitizer right so, you know even though they're in the liquor dispensary business they are now making hand sanitizer so in perspective, in, um, perspective um to taking that into perspective will your business be able to serve the community in a time of need and um, you know number three make sure that you take care of yourself while you're pursuing your business don't neglect yourself don't neglect your family um, and take you know take some time for yourself that's that's pretty much one of the most important things but yes what type of business Is it that you want to have? Number two, educate yourself and make sure that it's a business that can service the community at all times, but especially in the time of need. And number three, make sure that you take care of yourself and your family. There are some things and people that you're going to just have to say no to no matter how much money it is because Mm. it's your brand that you're protecting. You're you're representing, you're creating your own brand um, and you're representing yourself. So I think
0: pretty much in a nutshell. I love it. Look, I'm taking number three from me being a teacher. <laughs> I'm just like I gotta take care of myself.
1: Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> and I'm um, definitely a big I shout think, out. Look, I said big up because I'm her.
0: yes, and I think sometimes we. Yeah, we as good. We are such nurturers by nature. We nurture Mm -hmm. everyone and everything, whether or not we're we're nurturing our business, we're nurturing our children, we're nurturing our neighbors, our friends. So Mm -hmm. we have to nurture ourselves sometimes because you cannot Mm -hmm. pour from an empty cup. And I, Mm -hmm. I love that. I love those three amazing tips that you have given us. I have had a blast being on this call call with you, Katanya. This was amazing. Thank you so, so much.
1: My pleasure. I I really enjoyed the opportunity. Um, And I hope that this information has definitely inspired individuals out there. And um, if you're interested in connecting with me afterwards, they can be more than happy. You can reach me on um, all social media. I'm Katanya, P-R-C-A-T-O-N-Y-A-P-R. Or you can call me on my business line, which is 243-296-2075. and just say that you
0: um, heard about me here on Nira's show, Ms. Muhammad's show. Thank you. Yes, and you like said it for me because I was just about to say, Kasanya how can they reach you? <laughs> you know, she's a public relation. listeners. She does public relations. This is what she does. Like she knows it. And I need. I definitely need to contact. Um, miss katanya for my own business because okay i like i said i'm an introvert i'm an artist and a writer and i am so i'm good at writing how i feel when i think oh. but saying it this is another um area for me i'm, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone here yes, so indeed. i am definitely going to be in touch and thank you so so much for being on here with me today my pleasure thank you for having me thanks for listening everybody anytime I want to thank my special guest, Katanya Lester, for her time and insight about this issue. I invite you to check out my new piece, Mother's Day for Moms or Nah, on Medium.com as I take a closer look at motherhood and why we shouldn't diminish the role. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram at I Call her Queen, The Podcast, that's I Call Her Queen The Podcast. I want to thank my producers Faraji Mohammed and Mika Downing for their work. And I want to thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in. Have a great evening. Peace. Girl, black girl, what do you see? I see a cutie looking at me. Brown girl, black girl, what do you see? I see my sister looking at me. Brown girl, black girl, what can you be? I can be anything starting with me.